Hello, folks, and thanks for uh, listening in today. I'm Pastor David, and joining me today is Pastor Brendan. Hey, guys. This podcast exists to encourage us uh, and all of you towards two things. We want to consider and chew on the words of Scripture, and we want to apply those things to our lives. This month, we're in Proverbs, so follow along as we read Proverbs chapter 5. Here we go. Proverbs 5, verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Turn your ear uh, to my words of insight that you may maintain discretion, and your lips may preserve knowledge. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her path wanders aimlessly, but she does not know it. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to a path far from her. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to the one who is cruel, lest strangers feast on your wealth, and your toil enrich the house of another. At the end of your life you will groan when your flesh and your body are spent. You will say, How I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or turn my ear to my instructors, and I was soon in serious trouble in the assembly of God's people. Drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets, your streams of water in the public square, let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed, and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. Why, my son, be intoxicated with another man's wife? Why embrace the bosom of a wayward woman? For your ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all your paths. The evil deeds of the wicked ensnare them. The cords of their sin hold them fast. For lack of discipline, they will die, led astray by their own great folly. Well, that's chapter 5 of Proverbs. And what I love about this one is it's the first proverb that doesn't specifically just deal with why you should read Proverbs. It's actually getting into the meat of the um, wisdom in the wisdom literature. And this one deals with adultery. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of metaphors around this adulterous woman. You you see her uh, lips drip honey and her her speech is smoother than oil, but in the end she's bitter. And then uh, she'll cut you like a a double-edged sword. He's warning about how, you know, sin looks great in, in the beginning, and it looks it looks so tempting, and it looks so uh, inviting, and, you know, like that honey, but in the end, it only leads to pain and heartache and destruction. It says her feet go down to death, and her steps lead straight to the grave, you know. I'm reminded of, you know, the fact that the, the wages of sin is death. What we reap from our sin is death. And, and then, uh, you know, it, it's talking about don't even grace her door. Don't even go near the door of her house. I love that because that's a, that's a picture of like when we're uh, tempted to do something, man, just don't even take that first step towards sin. Right, right. Yeah, I like it. It, it reminds me of um, when I was first in ministry uh, as a volunteer, I had a pastor and he, he used to always say, and I've stolen it from him, so you if you're listening, you may have heard me say it, but it talks about um, sin, and it says sin will always um, take you further than you meant to go, 
keep you longer than you meant to stay, and in the end, it'll cost you more than you were willing to pay. And ultimately, that's what we're talking about here, right? Is it the temptation of sin, the offer of sin of this lady whose lips drip honey and who's all sweet and whatnot, the offer um, is something we can all relate to. There's there's sin, and the sin offers you something that you think is going to be great, that you think is going to be amazing and this wonderful, like, mind-altering experience. But in the end, it's just death. It's yeah. just death dressed up so that you'll, you know, um, get near it. Uh, and, and honestly, like, uh, it reminds me of, uh, of the, um, you know, in Star Wars, you have the Sarlacc, right? <laughs> and if you get near the mouth of it, like, you're going to get sucked in. <laughs> and then you're going to be tortured, and it, like, has that magical ability to keep you alive for, like, a thousand years. <laughs> right, and, like, right. Just robbing you of your essence. Exactly. At the end of your life, you will groan when your flesh and body are spent. Yeah. I mean, it's talking about like regret at the end of your life, you know, and the way we avoid regret in our lives is, is avoiding sin. I mean, one of the big ways. And, and the, the other thing is this person was, uh, was warned, you know, several times he says, I would not obey my teachers. And, you know, he right. didn't, he didn't, he's recognizing at the end of his life how I hated discipline, you know, how I hated correction, you know, and how we need discipline. We need correction. We need uh, instructors that, that are looking out for our well-being. Right. There's a community uh, um, right. that we all need that community. Yeah. And I love that it also gives the solution um, to the temptation in the beginning. It says, drink water from your own cistern running water from your own well. And then it says, uh, you know, don't spill your water on the streets. And it says, enjoy the wife of your youth. Yeah. Um, so like a loving doe, a graceful deer. And, you know, maybe be satisfied. It talks about, you know, her breasts and all of that. But the idea is just being satisfied with what God's given you, the blessings that God's given you already. And marriage, that's, you know, that's easy. You know, you uh, turn to your your spouse for, for all that love and, and affirmation that you need from other people. And, you know, that, that, that's a responsibility. I think of myself as a husband of making sure that I'm offering my wife, uh, all the affirmation that she needs and all the love that she needs. Um, so that, so that she's not, you know, hungry for that love. And I think that's a responsibility as a spouse. Um, but it goes in all the areas, whatever your temptation is, whether it's, you know, marital temptation or whether it's, you know, cheesecake, like whatever your temptation is, it says, enjoy the blessings that God means for you to have, because those blessings, our blessings, those blessings, they don't, they don't come to get you later. You know, right. if I tell my wife, I love her too many times. That's not going to haunt me at the end of my life, yeah. you know, but if I find myself telling some other woman that I love her, well, that's going to haunt me. That's going to, that's going to creep around in my thoughts all the time. Yeah. 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 And it's, uh, uh, you know, the, I like how, what you're saying, how this doesn't just apply to, to just adultery, uh, that, that, uh, Sin, it's like when, uh, with Cain and Abel, that sin was, uh, the Bible says it was, uh, God was trying to warn uh, Cain. Right. Uh, and he said, sin is crouching at your door. It's this right. picture of... Uh, this is, it desires you. Like, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. it wants, it's like the proverb yesterday. It says, it's out there, it wants to consume you. and get you. It won't sleep until it has. Right, right. But I love uh, what you were saying with the... The, uh, the antidote is drinking water from your own cistern. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Is it, was it, there's another proverb that talks about, you know, forbidden, you know, wine is sweet. But like, but it's not. That's the point, is that it's a, it, it pretends to be sweet. It pretends mm -hmm. to be 
something you want, but in reality, it never is. And then it goes on, like, and I love this one. Most of the Proverbs are a kind of collection of thoughts, but this one is a is one whole story, and it ends this way. It says, for your ways are in full view of the Lord. He examines your paths. And so I, I just love that, the idea that, you know, um, God is watching. And it's not creepy like, you know, Santa Claus. He knows when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. It's not that <laughs> like he's waiting to send coal down your stocking or whatever. It's that God is... He's, he's there paying attention. He cares about you. He's concerned about you. And, and so when, yeah. when we're considering sin, like let's consider that the God who created us didn't create us for sin. He created us for joy and freedom for full living. And we can't, we can't find it in sin. That's the, that's the reality is that you can't find freedom in sin. That's just bondage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's the one that's sending those, those teachers and instructors into our lives. Yeah. And so that we pay attention to that wisdom, we actually follow it. He's the one uh, that gives us the strength and power to overcome sin through Christ. And, and so, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like it. And so uh, today, as you go out your day, I want to encourage you to read Proverbs chapter five and ruminate on it, chew on the words, like think about it. And, um, Find what in here speaks to you. Uh, We believe um, that God's word is full of truth and life and hope. And if we spend a little time on it today, um, that it'll help us today become more uh, who God's called us to be. And that's that's the goal. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow as we do Proverbs chapter 6. Goodbye. Thanks, guys.